up? Welcome going to on. the Golden Home Fitness Podcast. How's it going? How's everyone doing? <laughs> so we got Ryan Terrell on the podcast, personal trainer, uh, and Lemonster Arielita. So we're just going to start out, kind of explain who you are, uh, why you got into personal training and fitness, uh, and kind of your your story as it pertains to you know fitness and personal training. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I kind of, you know, bringing it way back, I grew up, you know, I was into sports. I played hockey my whole life. So I always had that kind of athletic background. Um, ever since I could remember, I was doing push-ups and pull-ups um, and just kind of like always staying fit and running around. Um, and then as I got older, I got more into fitness in terms of going to a gym, lifting weights, you know, growing in size and strength, and I kind of fell in love with it. And, you know, getting into fitness in terms of a personal trainer was something that was always kind of in the back of my mind. Um, but I let, you know, society's mold or what I thought was the mold kind of keep me out of it. I thought I wasn't big enough, didn't look strong enough. Um, so I ended up going to college for something completely unrelated. Um, I went to school for business and IT did my four years, got a job. I was working with computers. Um, I didn't mind it, but I just didn't have that passion there. Um, I ended up getting another job, and that's I was in kind of a, a business setting, um, corporate. I just felt like no one was there for each other. I was miserable every day, and I knew I needed to make a change. Um, so that's when I decided to, you know, finally get into the fitness field. I wasn't going to let what I thought a trainer should look like stopped me. So um, I went for my A certification. I actually started that in about December. So I did that for four months while I was still um, at at my job and finally got certified in April and got a job at the YMCA and then shortly after got a certification in calisthenics. So it kind of all ramped up really quick. Um, but I'm finally doing what I love. I absolutely love helping people with fitness. Um, and I've been in a situation where I've had to get fit on my own. And I know it's a lot easier when you have a trainer or someone by your side, because I see so many people, um, just kind of going through the motions and not really getting the progress because they don't have someone who knows how to get the progress for them. Um, so I just, I got into it basically to help people maximize their own potential um, because I love fitness and I think everyone should be fit, you know, as they get older, everyone should be able to play with their grandkids, children. And I just see too many people sedentary and I want to kind of help make that change in this world. So that's kind of why I got into fitness. And again, it's an early journey for me, so I'm looking forward to what's to come, but I love it so far. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's huge. I think it's great to touch on, like, people wanting to play with their grandkids and be able to do things like that. Uh, a lot of the time, some people might think, oh, personal trainer is just about getting hired to get people a six-pack or, like, movie stars getting ready for a movie or stuff like that. But, you know, it is just helping everyday people be able to live their life better. Yeah, and that's, I think, a common misconception is that, you know, not everyone has to become this bodybuilder, this perfect image or whatever you want to call it, but it's just about being more active, you know, getting up on your feet and, and, you know, using your body the way it was meant to. We only 
in my opinion, own one thing in this world, and it's not our own bodies. So I figure we should maximize it and use it to its highest ability, I guess. That's great. That's great. What, uh, what got you into calisthenics? So I got into calisthenics, actually, because um, I was just on Instagram, and I would see people do all these you know, crazy moves, the muscle up, the human flag. And, and I was just like, how do, how do these people do it? Um, so I started with the basics. I was, cause they had physiques that I, I wanted, or it looked like they were the most athletic rather than the bodybuilding type. So I, I liked that aspect of it. And also that they were doing more skill based moves rather than just pure strength. Um, so I started with the basics, I was basically all on my own. Um, I brought it to, you know, pull-ups, push-ups, started progressing from there, and I really started to fall in love with it. Um, and then I found a certification that I went for and learned so much more, and it's kind of just, it's completely changed the way I look at it because I start seeing everyday objects as opportunities to work out, and I'm always looking just for that next thing I can do on whatever object or just running around it kind of brought out the childish nature in me um you know just because when we're young we just run and jump on stuff do push-ups we'll grab onto monkey bars do whatever and that's kind of it brought fitness back to that for me um less of a chore and more as fun and play so that's kind of why i got into it and it's also the reason that i fell in love with it and continue to do it um i think it's something not everyone has to do purely calisthenics like I do, but it is something I think everyone should have as a base of their program because it it helps with moving the body rather than just moving external objects. So I think there's a place for it in everyone's fitness regime, and I think it's kind of making a comeback. And so that's why I'm into it. But, you know, everyone has their own reasons and everything, but it's definitely a fun way to work out in my opinion. So that's why I do it. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. Love that. Um, and you, you mentioned like that feeling of being a kid, you had to move around. Um, and that's one thing that a lot of kids are like lacking today is actually being able to go and just have free play and stuff. Like things are so structured. And I don't know. That's something I feel like also just needs to be talked about a lot more too. So exactly, because um, fitness like that should be kind of incorporated into um, you know younger kids. Um, because so many kids nowadays, like you said, there's so much technology, everyone's on their phones, they're playing video games and there's a time and a place for that. Don't get me wrong, but I think everyone's lost kind of that nature to go out and just play and have fun, um, in a way where you can use your body. And I think if, you know, whether it's schools or even gyms offered more fitness for kids, especially, I think calisthenics is perfect for kids because, you know, it's easier to get injured moving external object, especially when you're younger. So if kids learn how to do push-ups and pull-ups and squats, and then they can just use that in their everyday life, they don't have to do them for sets or reps. They just kind of run around and do whatever. I think that would be super beneficial for the younger generation. Um, and it's something that should definitely be worked into students more, I'd say, like in, in gym and stuff. Because there's just not enough of a fitness awareness when they're younger. So by the time they're older and sedentary, it takes a lot more to get them into shape. So I think it's something that has to be implemented from a young age just to 
have fun, go out and play. It doesn't have to be a set fitness regimen. It just have fun and play, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's huge. That's huge. All right. So it's also a great transition. The first question, um, next question. So, uh, let's say somebody hasn't been working out in a while, just getting into fitness client, maybe comes up to you, wants to do push-ups. Um, how are you going to walk them through that? Like, what's your game plan to get them to do, be able to do push-ups, um, you know, if they're able? So the push-up is definitely a move that I should, think should be a staple of everyone's um, exercise plan. It's just, it's a great move for the upper body, right? The chest, triceps, delts. But it also teaches you to stabilize your whole core, right? And that's kind of where you lose it with the bench press, which... Obviously, you can get strong with the bench, but I think everyone should be able to do the push-up. So the first thing that I think is crucial to be able to do a proper push-up, and it's probably what I see people do wrong the most, is actually stabilizing that core and stabilizing your body and getting it into that straight line. So what I would normally teach first is to actually do just a straight plank because a push-up is basically a moving plank. Um, so if they don't have the strength for that, to just do a straight plank, um, the way I like to teach it, there's usually two options from there. You can either try doing it from your knees, but I, it gives your body a different sense of feeling. Um, so I actually like to take it to like an incline. And if, if it calls, you know, I'll have people start with just doing push-ups against a wall, straight up vertical push-up just to activate those muscles. And then slowly um, decrease the incline. And the way I like to do that, it's kind of a, a trick I use if I'm in a gym. Um, the Smith machine is a perfect kind of gauge to start high. And then, you know, if you can get 12 reps, I do it in terms of progressive overload. So if you can get to 12 reps, you lower it. And then that until all of a sudden you're doing a push-up on the ground. So to me, it all comes to the stability of the core and the form comes first. And then, you know, I like to slowly lower them. But like we said, um, we do mostly in-home fitness. So the Smith machine probably won't be there. So you can use an incline with basically any object. You can use tables, chairs, benches, um, books, anything can get you that different height you're looking for. And then as you get stronger, you just get lower and lower floor and eventually you'll be doing you know clean flat push-ups on the ground so that's the way I like to teach it I know other people will strengthen different areas and then try to bring them to the floor but I like working on the form from the get-go so by the time you're actually getting the push-up the form's rock solid <clears throat> yeah absolutely love it love it um do you have any in terms of the form uh do you have any common cues or um common things that people usually need to work on or you need to cue them on uh, in terms of them learning that form? So what I see most is either the hips are dropping or sagging too low. So I tell them, you know, engage the core more, kind of squeeze your glutes, look for that straight line from your the tip of your forehead all the way to your toes. And then the other thing I see is the overcompensation so the hips will be raised up too high. And again, you're not using your core properly, if that's the case. Um, so I have them lower the hips, right? I'm always looking for that 
straight line from the, the crown of your head all the way to your toes. So I usually will just kind of, it always helps when you're with a client too. Um, I give them kind of visual cues. I'll show them, but if they're a little bit out of alignment, I'll, I'll show them where they are. I'll kind of push on them and help them find that perfect line. So it all comes down to me again, just having that straight line. And then, you know, obviously you want to work on hand placement. Um, Sometimes you see people do it too far, but normally the biggest problem is that straight line. Um, So I always just teach everyone, you know, engage everything fully. Normally, if you can engage everything, you will be in a straight line. And then from there, I just kind of give them the little subtleties to get them in that perfect plank. Yeah, that's great. That's great. That that makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Cool. Uh, Did you want to add anything onto that or we can move on? Uh, I think we can move on. I think that about covers it. Sweet, sweet. I think that was uh, really useful. So uh, next question. Um, Someone comes up to you. Maybe they want to cut some body weight or some body fat. Maybe they want to put on some muscle. They're just kind of trying to take their nutrition a little more seriously. Um, And, you know, they're asking, should I be counting calories? So I would tell them it's a really great question because I hear it often um you obviously have your people that say you know they live or die by it you got to count your calories it's the only way to track your your um nutrition and then other people say it's a complete waste of time right um i'm kind of i fall in between there i do think that there's a time and a place for counting calories especially if it's someone that doesn't really have a good gauge on their nutrition or their intake um because you find so many people overeating and they're so unaware of it or they have, you know, those extra snacks and they don't even um, count those as extra calories when they really are. So I personally think that counting calories is, I don't want to say crucial, but it's essential when making that initial change into a healthier lifestyle First, for a wake-up call, because a lot of people will be eating probably double what they should be taking in. But then also, once you have an idea of it, you can track or you can make sure that you're eating the amount of calories where you do lose the weight. Because a lot of people don't know this, but the only way to actually lose weight is to intake less calories than you put out. So as long as you're, you cut your calorie intake, that's when you'll start losing the weight. And then it's vice versa too. People trying to put on the muscle, they might not be eating enough. So I do think that counting calories does have its, its place for certain people, but as a fitness enthusiast and kind of a lifestyle, um, I believe you should get to a point where you're intuitive enough where you know your nutrition well enough, where you shouldn't have to count calories anymore. Um, It's something to work towards, but I think counting calories is a good way to start for a lot of people just to see where they're at and, you know, what they should reduce out of their diet. So that's how I feel about counting calories. I know everyone has their different thoughts, but I think it's it's a good um, benchmark, especially when you're starting a fitness journey. Yeah, for sure. Do you have any uh, kind of like recommendations or resources uh, for people where they're like, well, how do I do that? 
So I personally have found success with the MyFitnessPal app. Um, it's sponsored by Under Armour, I believe. But it's an awesome app where you can, I mean, if you're eating food that has a barcode, you scan it in, it gives you the calories right there. Um, you track everything for the day. I've found it very rare that the food I eat doesn't um, go into this app. So when I first started to to really try to cut down my body fat, I use this app and it helped me so much in terms of keeping my calorie intake low. Um, I know there's other apps out there like that. And then there's also ways you can look it up. You can do Google searches and figure it out. But I think the best way is using an app like this because it kind of makes it easy for you and it saves the food that you've already entered so you don't have to scan it every time. Um, And a lot of people find that they actually eat more of the same food than they think so it's kind of that initial hump it can be annoying but once you're in a flow the app actually makes it very easy to count the calories so that's probably what i would refer people to yeah um do you have any resources in terms of you were saying like uh guidelines for maybe people they they get a sense for what they're eating but they still want to have some type of control um, where they're not counting calories and they kind of move past that? So um, the way I would do that, right, is you when you are counting your calories, you get a sense of what each individual food has, right? But what it comes down to in terms of after counting calories is really just keeping a healthy diet because likely the calories are a lot lower and you know, fresh greens, fruits, um, you know, organic meat. So basically what I would point them to is something like that, just keeping the foods healthy rather than trying to cheat it with processed foods and whatnot. Um, But in terms of actual resources, I don't really go into it too much. I don't do a lot of research on that. I just kind of know you know, the healthy foods to eat, and I keep it as healthy as I can because I know that's when the calories will stay low and I can maintain my body weight. For sure. Sounds good. Yeah, I can uh, – I'll link up the My Fitness Pal in the show notes. Um, yeah. And uh, I, I do know if if anyone listening um, we're, we're looking for stuff like that. I know um, Precision Nutrition – and Mike Dolce both have um, pretty good resources on, uh, like, getting a handle on eating healthy without counting calories, and once, yeah. which is good. Maybe once you get get past that hump. Um, just one exactly. thing, one I think should be mentioned too is sometimes um, if people's metabolism is just extremely slow or broken, sometimes they might actually be eating too few calories um, yeah. to be losing weight, um, and so sometimes then people would need to go through like a what's called a reverse diet where they slowly increase the amount of food they're eating so they can get their metabolism to actually function properly um and then you know with all of this it's best to see a registered dietitian um and exactly can actually monitor your progress through this uh with the proper medical specialization um exactly cool cool so we see yeah we'll move on to the next question um so you know it's we're we're talking about Thursday right now, getting to the end of the week. 
some people might be like, oh, do I want to go to the gym? Uh, how do you stay motivated or how would you suggest people to stay motivated uh, to go work out? Maybe they don't feel like it or they feel like they'd rather do something else, but they have goals, they want to do things, but the motivation is just sometimes not there. So motivation can be a tricky one for sure. Um, I see a lot of people, it usually comes in, in flows, right? They start off really motivated, then they lose it. Maybe it's they're not seeing progress fast enough. They have other stuff they want to go do. Basically, what I bring it down to is you have to hold yourself accountable, right? So you set the goals. You might not be feeling it that day. But think back to the times where you do go through the workout when you're not feeling it and how much better you feel after you do it. You have to remember that feeling of accomplishment, of, you know, proving something to yourself, mentally getting over that hurdle where, you know, you don't think you want to do it, but you get through it anyways, and you feel so proud of yourself. So to me, it comes down to definitely setting the goals, but you have to hold yourself accountable for the goals. And then another huge factor for me is doing a style of exercise that you very much enjoy. Um, So we had spoke earlier how I do calisthenics. I absolutely love it. So it's minimal on days where I don't want to do it. And usually if I don't want to do it, I kind of can take that day off because I'm working out every other day. So if you find that style of exercise that you enjoy so much, you don't want to take any rest days, well, then the day where maybe you aren't feeling it that day, you can take it as your rest day as long as you get back in the gym and get back to it the next day. And don't let that that one day that you miss kind of snowball effect and leave you, you know, three weeks down the line, you haven't gone to the gym at all. So I think it's something that you have to find it within you. Um, there are some tricks that you can use. You can have a workout buddy where you guys can kind of hold each other accountable, but I don't like to, you know, rely on someone else too much because if they lose their motivation, I don't want to let it affect me. So I always look for that intrinsic motivation. I like to do it because I love it. I have goals and I want to achieve those goals. So that's how I get over those hurdles. Um, It can be tougher for other people, but it always comes down to staying accountable and just enjoying what you do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Those are really great points. Um, Yeah, one thing you said for sure, uh, not letting one bad day kind of snowball into like the derailing of a whole whole goal or progress. Um, You know, it can help understanding like everybody has a bad day sometimes, need to just go home, take a day off, take it easy. Um, But the thing is just keep it cool, you know, stay calm, move on to the next day, and then just hit it um, the next time. You know, it doesn't need to be uh, having the expectation of perfection and crushing it every single day uh, can end up completely spiraling people out of progress. So that's key. Exactly. Um, And that's that's actually a really good point because – a lot of people forget that they're human. All of us have, you know, down days, make a mistake, and too many of us let it carry on to the next day and then the next day. But if you wake up every morning kind of with a fresh attitude, fresh mindset, I'm going to kill it today, then you're more likely to keep doing it rather than letting what you did yesterday affect what you did today. So that was just a great point I wanted to touch on. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Got to just move on and make the most out of the next thing. Um, cool. And then also just got to throw in a shameless plug. Uh, if you (laughs) 
having a personal trainer come to your house <laughs> is a great way to stay motivated when they're knocking on your door. <laughs> you exactly. So. And that I that is a huge point because um, I was talking more about me, I guess, in terms of motivation, but yeah. it is extremely helpful for everyone out there to have a personal trainer because you're paying someone to keep you accountable. They're there for you. They're not only there to keep you accountable. They'll give you a killer workout. But having that accountability and someone there to motivate you will help so much. So to people out there that, you know, might have trouble with their motivation, I think a personal trainer would be perfect um, because it helps so many people achieve their goals. So something to keep in mind. Right, right. And even if people can't necessarily afford um, a personal trainer, you know, to come with them, there's so many other ways to, it's just important to, sometimes have skin in the game, whether that's like paying for an actual program you're going to do instead of just doing whatever you feel like. And then when you don't feel like it, you're not doing anything. Um, exactly. A, a little bit of skin in the game um, will definitely help keep you accountable. Um, for sure. Cool. All right. All right. So we're going to finish up one uh, quick hit, little fun question. So um, off the top of your head, if you had one superpower, what would it be and why? Oh, uh. One superpower. Huh. I would probably have to say the ability to fly. <laughs> and I'm just going to say this because it it would be awesome, first of all. <laughs> but to be able to get around the world that quickly and be able to experience many things without having to worry about travel would be awesome. I'm huge into exploring and seeing the world. Um so having that ability to fly would definitely help with that. And then obviously you can you can help some people in the process. Um you'd be able to fly to to countries and help people out and then fly back that night, you know what I mean? Um <laughs> it's something that I'd always be able to or wanted to be able to do, I guess, you know, get that Superman power, but um <laughs> I guess flight would be it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean you're a superhero. Yeah, you're not gonna fly slow like a bird. You gotta be like jet plane fast, right? Yeah, yeah. You gotta be specific. You know, sometimes if you ask for something, you get it. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You gotta be able to fly at at light speed. But no, I mean, there's there's other things out there that I wish I'd be able to do. But that off the top of my head would probably be the first one because it would be the coolest. Love it. Love it. That would probably be good exercise too. I don't. I don't really know. There's no research on it, but uh, <laughs> maybe the takeoff might be pretty good yeah. for the legs, right? And then landing, got that impact. <laughs> High altitude training, right? <laughs> for sure. All right, yeah, sweet. So yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, uh, great stuff today. Um, did uh, would you want to put out like any contact info, or if people wanted to reach out, like social media or email or anything? Don't have to, but uh, we could we could link that up. Uh, you could just get get that to me if you want after. Yeah, um, I can give it to you now. Okay. So my Instagram handle is just Ryan Terrell, no space. I put a lot of fitness stuff up there, usually calisthenics based. Um, Facebook Ryan Terrell. Don't usually post too much on there though. Um, and then they can always reach me at the email, which is rterrell at goldenhomefitness.com. Perfect, perfect. Plus all the 
usual stuff at Instagram at Golden Dot Home Fitness, Twitter at Golden Home Fit, and Facebook Golden Home Fitness. Sweet. So thank you. Great, great stuff. Thank today. you, Will. Yeah. No thank problem. you so much. Yep. Talk soon. Take care. All right. Thanks, buddy.